fight And we don't have to kill Everybody in the whole wide world Really just needs to chill No, we don't Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Just Chill with Oliver George. This is episode 24 now, another Zoom interview. And uh, But before we get to that, I do want to say if you're watching this on YouTube and you would prefer an audio-only version you could take with you on the go, check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And vice versa, if you are listening to this and you want to see the visual side of things in this crazy room we have here, come check us out on YouTube. Please subscribe, like, share all that stuff uh and if you want to reach out to the show it is just chill podcasting at gmail.com if you have a cool idea for a guest or you want to just drop me a line and say hey what's up um this episode was a blast it's a, a short one but a good one i got a chance to sit down digitally with uh, a comedian graham k who is an ottawa native and has appeared on the late show with stephen colbert he has done tons of sketch comedy, uh, which you can see on YouTube, which had me in, in stitches every time I checked it out because it was, the guy's just got that kids in the hall, just, I don't know, the strange kind of comedy that really tickles my funny bone. But uh, I, I'm really excited for you guys to check this out. So please, the man lives in New York now and he is representing comedy in a big way. So uh, enjoy. Thank you. That's better. Yeah, that's good. All right. Right on, man. Okay. Well, uh, thanks again for taking the time to talk to me. And uh, it's especially cool since you're an Ottawa comic. Uh, I myself, you know, I do the Yuck Yucks thing, maybe not as consistently, but uh, so that, that's just cool to see somebody make it on, on the big stage. You know, you go to move down to New York and a lot, you know, you've had a lot of success. So it's very cool when you're someone like in my shoes, still trying to do the small town thing, see somebody make it like that, you know? Yeah, well, I guess... You know, it always helps to see somebody else close to you make it, even if we're not close personally. The fact yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, Steph Curry is Del Curry's son. You know, it's a basketball reference. Yeah, uh, I suck with sports stuff, <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, it's a good thing we're doing video chat because I can see the look on your face. And I was like, <laughs> I'll give him a reference point. It's just, there's, a lot, there's like this huge influx of athletes' sons that are, that are doing really well lately. Makes sense. In all, in all sports. And it's, it's really, 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 really hard to, to, to make it in professional sports. That's and I, and the, the reason why they're making it is because someone close to them, uh, uh, they could see somebody else do it. So it just so much more believable when you're surrounded by it, you know? It's so true. It's kind of so, the same you see in Hollywood with a lot of uh, families that are, you know, into acting, their children will go on to do the same. So I think, and by, you know, extension, I think it helps. It's not obviously not the same at all because I'm not, you know, spending money on comedy training for you, but it's, it's like just helpful to see somebody that, from your town, make it, you know? Yeah, someone from the same circumstances. Yeah, not exactly. Not that I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm talking to you uh, from a studio apartment, so I haven't made it, but I'm... I don't know, man. Going on Colbert show is pretty killer, if you ask me. So, you know, it, it depends how you, how you measure making it. But uh, in my eyes, you know, you're doing it. Well, thanks. Um, I was actually going to ask you, just kind of the Ottawa nerd in me, like, where were you from around here? What school do you go to and that kind of shit? 
I went to Glebe. I'm from uh, the Glebe. I'm from uh, right behind the beer store on Bank Street, across okay. from, uh, Frank Clair Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down near Lansdowne or whatever. Yeah, like near Lansdowne. Yeah, Kettleman's Bagels. Oh yeah, that place pizza, is solid. Pizza. Irene's Pub. Yeah, that's a great place. Yeah, a lot of good music coming out of there. That was my local when I was a. Uh, like 19 just to get there just go there and get hammered for 20 bucks <laughs> it's a good spot yeah it was great so when would you have been doing like uh, ottawa yucks what year would that have been well i had a weird um yeah i just assumed you would have gone through there at some point you know yeah i i did a, like the open or like the open mic thing way back in the day like i'm 39 now so i was 20 when i went up my first time okay and i would uh I had like a summer job and you had to call, I don't know if it's still like this, but you have to call on like Wednesday, the first Tuesday or Wednesday of the month. And then all the spots are chosen on that day. Yeah. It's the basically, they, now they do like a, you email uh, Howard or whoever on the 15th. And then he basically has a lineup on the 16th. Right. So if you, if you miss it and you don't put it in your calendar, you're fucked. Right. So uh, the way it used to work, is you had to, I mean, we had email back then, but it wasn't like, I don't know, I guess it just takes a long time. Anyway, we, you, had to, you had to call, and it was so hard to get through because you had to call exactly at noon and everyone would call. And I could never get through because I didn't have, I, my parents had old phones and then we, we didn't have redial. Like, uh, are you talking rotary? <laughs> well, we had like punch numbers, but okay, we didn't okay. have a redial button. So every time I had to call back, I have to like punch in the number again. It was just yeah. too much. So what you have to do, like the, what you have to, I, the only way, I, how I started to get booked is I got a summer job with a phone that had a, a redial button. And every time I would call, it would be busy. I'd hang up, press redial again. And I would do that like 50 times until it would come, go through. Damn. I would get like one spot. And then I, I did that like maybe three times. And then it's uh, a pretty terrible system, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. And then yeah. I, I did that about three times over the span of like like two years. And then I got a summer job in New York when I was like 24 or something. I'd done like maybe five. I've done comedy like maybe five times. And then I moved to New York for a, a oh, okay. job. And I got fired from my summer job. I used to, I did, um, I sent, um, kids my job was working for a jewish i'm not jewish i don't know how i got this job okay I, I was working for a rich kids jewish summer camp so rich that they would be flown around europe and i was doing logistics for these kids so what i would do is what i how i got fired was i sent a kid to the wrong city in italy <laughs> i flew him to the wrong city yeah that's pretty bad yeah but then i my rent was $800 and I already got my rent money. So all I needed was food. So I just went on Craigslist and like helped old ladies hang up TVs and stuff. And, oh, and, and like, like, ended up at like something called the Javits center here. And I just, I help people move. I just like, did that for food money and then i was like i kind of like this new york thing i started i did like a couple i started doing like open mics and stuff and then i i was like oh, let me try and stay and so i got a job working under the table at a restaurant and i was an undocumented worker in new york for five years oh shit illegal alien so i kind of 
I kind of didn't really start in Ottawa. I kind of started in New York because I only been up like I did abs. Problem was, is I did absolute before I left and I thought I was the best comedian in the world. Cause that if you, if you know Ottawa comedy or yeah. if you know comedy, that's like at the absolute club on Preston street in Ottawa is legitimately one of the hottest rooms in the world. And so like, I mean, especially back then, People, the audience were so kind, especially on the um, amateur night. And they've and got like, a nice room upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. But the, the, but the upstairs thing. one, you could literally make a fart noise in the microphone and everyone would laugh. <laughs> and like, I crushed and I was like, well, I'm ready for Letterman. And like, I, I should go to New York. That's honestly, well, not the New York part, but that's pretty much the same thing that happened to me. I, my first sets ever were at the same spot and I did really well in some competition and it was like my third time ever doing comedy. But uh, yeah. I, I haven't been there in years. I kind of just started doing the Yuck Yucks thing and I dug that uh, underground spot for whatever reason. I've been going there more, but. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I love the Yuck Yucks room. I think yeah, it's like a little basement of comedy. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's perfect setup for comedy. Low ceilings, yeah. stage side. It's in the middle of a long, skinny room. It's perfect. Yeah, it's funny. I, I totally did not expect that to be your sort of comedic origin. I definitely thought you were going to say you had your roots here and then you took the big trip to New York or whatever, but that's very interesting. No, I, I'm not a weird guy. Like, I always try. I do things the hardest way, always. I don't know why. The smart well, thing. You learn stuff that way. I guess. If I did it all over again, I would have done like a couple, like a year in Ottawa, decided if I liked it or not. I would have decided that I loved it. And then I would, I, I would, I should have moved to Toronto and then I should have moved to New York. More of like a step-by-step -step kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, Montreal is a great spot too for, for comedy, yeah. obviously. It's a great spot and it's a great city and it's close to Ottawa. Yeah. But I don't, my French is, is, isn't good enough to get a Same job. Here. Like, I, I, yeah, I would maybe have to do like a French course. It was just too much. So my, I had English friends who worked there, but they had to do telemarketing and it just seemed like a nightmare. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've never really thought about moving to Quebec as much as I like visiting there. It's just yeah. the French barrier is, is a lot to overcome. No, it just, it's like when you're 23, all you want to do is get drunk and try and have sex. And it's like, I don't think I want to be a telemarketer. I think I want to like be a bartender or a waiter. Yeah, yeah. Something more suave. Yeah, if I have to like a side hustle, you yeah. know? So. Well, shit, but that must have still been somewhat of a culture shock moving to New York from Canada. It really was. It really was. Like, was Especially it like the movies or was it like totally different? You know what I mean? I've never been there myself. Well, I would say that growing up, even though Ottawa is a very quiet, smaller city, hmm. it's still a multi, fairly multicultural city. It's still a million people. Yeah. And, and I did grow up more, more or less downtown. And I think that that helped me a bit. I also had done a lot of traveling. I lived in Budapest, Hungary, working for the government for a year. So... I was sort of up for it, but it's just, it's just very interesting to be the only white person in a neighborhood. You know, you don't think about that growing up in Ottawa as a oh, white sure. guy. Never, ever have that feeling. 
you know, and it's not a, you're not necessarily scared or you're not, it's not like a, you know, a prejudice feeling. It's more of like a, oh shit, this is like what it must, what my friend Jeremy must have felt like yeah, yeah. every day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Ottawa's got some whitewashed neighborhoods for sure. Yeah. Like my, my school was pretty whitewashed. I went to Colonel By, so we had not as much diversity as, say, like Gloucester, which was up the hill. And they, they right. were a much more diverse school than us. Um, Ottawa or the Glebe was like, Glebe High School was like, I'm going to say 60% white when I went there. So it was pretty multicultural as far as Canada goes. Yeah. I would which helped, but, but they just, there's a, there's a pace in New York. And then also just there in America, it's like a big, it's, it's a, it's the wild west out here. It's like, you can do whatever you want. And um, in terms of small business and stuff like that, and everyone's so entrepreneurial here hmm. from the ground up, there's just way more like, people pushing a cart selling a frozen thing that thing they made yeah at their look, there's somebody kind of just yeah. hustling. Or there's like there's just always someone hustling on a street corner trying to sell you something like <laughs> always always it's like sounds kind and, of intense though yeah but it's kind of cool you're always getting bargains you nice. know and it's just like in canada there's i love canada by the way i mean i absolutely love it i'm canadian through and through it's like the longer I live here, the more obvious it is. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I just like I just feel like all that stuff would get like shut down in Ottawa. Yeah. Just a guy in a parks. They have this. They have these things here that they sell in every park, in every beach, and uh, it's called nutcrackers. And it's just like the food. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's just like it's like a fruit punch rum. Rum drink. Uh, hmm. Not what I was expecting. Okay. And it's just nutcracker, nutcracker everywhere. And it's just a guy with a cooler pulling a cooler. And everyone's like, all right. Everyone's getting smashed at the beach for like. Yeah, I've never heard of that in my life. Horrible hangovers, but it's like, great, whatever. But that would never fly in Canada. Just a bunch of people selling alcohol. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And you're like, am I going to get sick? And then everyone around you is drinking them and everyone's fine. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's a, it's kind of, I don't know, like that that sort of America, America is a bit of a culture shock when you move here from Canada. Well, especially but, New York is kind of like the mecca for that too, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Loud here, and people talk to you here. People don't talk to you in 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 uh, in English Canada. What like, do you mean, like just randomly? Or no, I, I wouldn't say English Canada. I'll say outside of East Coast Canada. Okay. Yeah, they're very friendly people, yeah. He, people people will just be like, you'll, you'll be, they'll be like, they'll be like, damn man, hot one out today, huh? Like, you're like, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. And then, you know, just like okay. zero filter on everybody, yeah. Yeah, but it's like kind of a giant small town here because that's how it started it's just a bunch of little villages here yeah so you know everybody on your in your neighborhood and everyone looks at you and talks to you and they expect you to but when i moved i moved back to toronto when i uh for three years in the middle of my comedy journey and uh 
And it was that was a culture shock. Just two people Coming are so back, cold. Yeah. People are like they're not not friendly. They just won't. No one talks to you. No one looks you in the eye. Even at bars, no one talks to you or looks you in the eye. You know. Whereas you go like on the east coast of Canada, everyone's like you look at somebody. They're like, "How you doing there, bud?" Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's just really jovial. Yeah. Um, so, well, what, I actually kind of wanted to ask you in relation to moving there, um, like you said, you came back, so you've obviously done comedy in both Canada and the U.S. Do you find yeah. the crowds extremely different? No. No? no. <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs> nope. I know, people are always like, are the crowds different? Or are they, I don't, I think the crowds are smarter in, I think the Canada and the U.S. and the Western world in general, it's more of a um, urban, rural cultural difference that is closer. I think people who live in, uh, in, the, in, in rural communities in Canada have a lot more in common with people who live in rural communities in America than they do with urban Canadians. True, yeah. The, just the city My, versus country thing, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I think the the crowds are much different in cities than they are in in uh, less densely populated places. Mm -hmm. and that's the major difference. But I think that like or like you know Midwest is made Midwest and like sort of I, I that's not even true. I I, I know what you mean that, though. I feel like you could take like a, a cowboy dude from calgary and he'd probably have a blast in texas you know what i mean like i see where you're going with it but even like a cowboy dude in like calgary is going to be just as good an audience in my opinion as uh some politician's son in ottawa you know yeah i just think you know they're they're gonna they're exposed to, to more stuff they're not smarter obviously but they're just i don't know I know what you're saying. A little more real I, I, life experience. I, I've, I've done some like really good shows in rural Canada. I've also done some really horrible shows <laughs> in rural Canada where it's like, okay, you just want me to talk about my dick, I guess. But people are, I don't know. I, it's, it's so funny. You come, you walk into these like horrible scenarios, some barn in... <laughs> at the middle of Ontario and you're like this is going to be the worst and everyone's so smart and nice and you're like oh yeah I'm prejudiced you have all these preconceived notions and then it's, it doesn't always actually line up yeah everyone gets like they laugh at the right time at the right jokes and you're like oh and like you're sitting up there in the back of your head going I'm a I'm an idiot These um, are, they have the internet for god's sakes yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, with living in New York, has it been kind of crazy during all the COVID shit and, and the George Floyd stuff that was going on, all the protests? I mean, it must have been kind of a, a extra crazy couple of months for you compared to people, you know, up here or... Yeah. Other, yeah, just insanity is what it seems like when you're watching the news from Canada, you know what I mean? It was definitely not as bad as the, you know, when you see the news. Yeah, I had friends that left New York to go live on their, their girlfriend's parents' farm, upstate New York or whatever, in Connecticut or whatever, what have you. 
and then they would they were like, hey, are there bodies piling up on the street? Because all they're getting is the news. And you look out your window, and there's like a family pushing a stroller with a latte. You're like, yeah. no. <laughs> it's all blown up so huge, yeah. I mean, it is bad. The numbers were bad. But on the street, it's not bad, you know? Like, people are, you know, I, I, it was scary, for sure. It was, you know, I didn't leave my house a lot in April. Um, but it's fine now. I'm actually having a really fun summer. I'm playing basketball with my friends. I'm going to the beach a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot of opportunity for like outdoor stuff and taking care of yourself. And I agree in that sense, but. Um, the more that we find out about the virus, it's like if you're outdoors and if you're socially distant, you're fine. Yeah. You know, and if you're not, if you're closer, put on a mask, you know. If you're indoors ordering a sandwich, everyone should have a mask on. Yeah. And, that, and then everything's fine. Like, so that's New York kind of has figured it out, I think. And our numbers are lower and lower and lower each week. Yeah. And, they're basically nothing now so you know well all the stuff with the uh with the nypd also seemed pretty crazy from a canadian standpoint when there was all the uh protests going on it looked pretty yeah hardcore. it was it was it's still going on and they're just not covering it anymore but it's definitely less than it was for sure but it, it's still there's huge protests happening all the time and um there's an you know i there's an instagram account that I follow that I sometimes I go on these protests and uh, it, it was it was a lot but it was also cathartic to go if you go on a protest and you see the good in people and you see so many good people and you see all these like black people lining the streets watching us protest being like thank like crying and saying yeah. thank you it's that's beautiful much, you know yeah it's like beautiful and it fills you up you know yeah, it was about so, time. All this stuff clearly needed to be fought for. and uh, But still, I imagine it being very kind of scary. And, and you have an interesting perspective because you grew up in Canada. You you have done the, you know, switching countries thing. So I thought, you know, it might get you a little more freaked out because you grew up with Canadian cops. <laughs> I don't know. Are they that much worse? That's how it's portrayed, you know? They're probably a little better, but they're... Well, in fact, they are better, but there's still like a bunch of issues and... Yeah, and I remember I there is, you know, looking back on it, there, there was uh, my, there was a mixed race couple that lived down the street from me, and they had a bunch of black kids, and they're my friends, and um, my buddy was like playing b basketball. He's black, and then all the people on his basketball team were black, and they were driving around like Billings Bridge, and his mom was driving the van with a bunch of like black teenagers, and they got pulled over and questioned and stuff. Like they thought the cop thought all these like black teenagers kidnapped this like white lady. <laughs> oh, good lord! You know? Yeah, no, it's we're not perfect up here by any means. The RCMP's had a bunch of issues with Native Americans and stuff in specific. Um, yeah, but no, uh, the NYPD though looked pretty <laughs> freaky. Like he's a he's awesome and it's like if i but he's an he's a very bright exceptional exceptional individual and it's it'd be insane to think that everyone in any profession would be really the best and there's always going to be weak idiots it's just that's just an unavoidable thing it's just mm -hmm. you just have to be able to prosecute people who do bad things yeah well and it's no industry is safe, right? There's always going to be some level of corruption. I was having this discussion with someone the other day that like, take any, any industry, it doesn't matter. If you're 
going to try and say that there's no corruption, you're lying to yourself because there's always going to be some asshole who wants to try to exploit a situation or a person or, you know, it's undeniable. So I try to prepare for that and still have an optimistic outlook otherwise. Um, so along the lines of you being from Ottawa and, and making it and, and going on Colbert, I did kind of want to ask you about that experience because I think that's something that a lot of up and coming comedians that's, you know, having the six minutes on Carson or whatever, that's always the, the comics dream. So I just want to know what the experience was like. Like, was it exactly what you thought it would be or was it terrifying or was it, you know, just, just um, kind of how, how did it go for you? I was beyond it was a great ready. set. Sorry, Thank sorry you. to interrupt, bud. Thank you. By the way, I want to say I'm sorry I'm not being funny on your podcast. I just played like two hours of basketball in the sun. Oh, dude. Uh, not, but, don't even worry about it. I, I just would like having conversations with people. I don't expect anything from anybody other than let's sit down and chat, you know? Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I was playing basketball and I had a bunch of calls from like potential landlords I was waiting on. I'm trying to look for an apartment. I'm trying to like capitalize on this dip in the real estate market. Oh, yeah. Because everyone's leaving New York. All these like people who moved here for, they don't really like New York. They just moved here for their jobs. And now they're, they can work remotely. So all these apartments are opening up because all these yuppies are leaving. That's sweet. Yeah. So I'm trying to like, you know, my apartment's dope right now, but I want like a, a, a obviously, anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, doing late night was awesome. And it was something that it was one of the main reasons why I moved to America. Like, why did I leave Canada? Well, I wanted to make more money doing stand up and I wanted to have more opportunity for sure. But also when you grow up doing stand up or grow up as a kid, you know, if like, I'm a, I'm a comedy fan, always. Some people are, most people are music fans or they're film buffs or whatever. I was, there's a sliver of us that are comedy fans. Like we look at, we think about comedy and love comedy like, like normal people like music. And if you're like, um, if you want to do it, you can, if you're a musician, you can just, uh, you can make it from Canada. You can, you can put out an album, you can get a recording deal, you know, music sh can sh shoot all over the world, you know? Yeah. If you're a comedian, like, you grow up watching late night comedy, like sets on late night TV, and you're like, I want that. Canada doesn't have that. Yeah, not really. I mean, I'm that. trying to think of any host we've had here that's ever done that. Maybe like Mike Bullard or somebody might have give people five minutes. Yeah, but not even like real. Nobody watches that. Exactly. Like, yeah. Access cable. Like it's. Yeah, that was Comedy Network or whatever. Yeah, it's not huge. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I. I don't know. So it's just like. You, you just want to do comedy and it's, it's just, you want to do the things that you grew up idolizing and seeing. Yeah. And the only way to do it is to move, which kind of sucks. But when I like moved back to Toronto for those three years, I was like, Oh man, I, I, I didn't realize that I love Canada so much. Like it's a great, I place, love yeah. North and I, I think I really do think America is a great country. I know there's a bunch of dingbats in it, but promise you Canada's not far behind and a bunch of morons that live there like it's yeah anyway but like it's truly is a, a, a full of really good kind people but I love I'm Canadian you know I grew up like that so but I it, it sucks that I had to leave but um well yeah. and it sucks that you can't really visit anytime soon by the looks of it you know I visit I, I was gonna go this 
week actually. I thought the borders were closed, no? Not for me. I have a green card and I'm a Canadian citizen. Oh, you're a dual citizen. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Shit. So I can, because if you have a passport, you can come into Canada. Canada's never going to not let its own citizens in. The only thing is you have to quarantine for two weeks and the government checks on you three random times. Oh. And you can't stay in a house with anybody over 65. And if oh. you break one of the rules, the fine is $750,000. Jesus. And then, I mean, that's kind of awesome. It's one of the reasons why Canada's numbers are so low. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was like prepared to do that. And then I was like, I don't want to do that now. I'm doing all these like outdoor park shows in New York. So I'm like doing comedy again. I'm having a great summer. I'm hanging out with my friends. And I'm going to go. Uh, like my parents are going to go at the, go to the cottage and hang out for two weeks because they're 72. And then I would stay in their house alone for two weeks in the middle of summer. Yeah, that sounds and, kind of bummer. Uh, outside one time for two weeks. Yeah. And then, um, then I can only, then I want, you know, then stay for a, another like 10, I don't know, it just seems No, stupid. you should totally uh, come when it starts to get cold out because that's when they say the spike's going to happen and the virus likes colder weather. So yeah, come in the fall or whatever. And I'll just stay inside for two weeks. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go, there's a place you can get a rapid test here, like same day. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go do that. And then they give it to you in 20 minutes. So you find out if you have it or not. And then I'm going to go rent a car and I'll drive up to Ottawa, drop it off and then uh, wipe down all the knobs and stuff. So in case I got it on the trip, filling gas or whatever. And, and then, so I don't kill the, the, the dollar rent a car man. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, so your folks are still here then, eh? Yeah, they're there. And, and I'll, I'll just rent an Airbnb and then I'll just stay in there for two weeks and watch a bunch of movies, do a bunch of push-ups. <laughs> Might as well, if you're stuck inside for two weeks, yeah, come out looking like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you just about your YouTube stuff because I think you have a bunch of hilarious videos up there. I thought Wasted Babies was particularly funny. <laughs> and the new thing you're doing right now too, uh, Watch Us Talk, is, is really satirical kind of take on a talk show, which you guys are nailing that too. So I wanted Thanks. to get anyone who watches this, they should go check out your page. Um, but it really showed me that you have roots in, in sketch comedy as well as stand-up. And I kind of wanted to ask you if you had a preference between the two, if you could only do one or the other for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Because I know you're oh, still definitely. doing sketch stuff, right? Yeah, I love sketch. I mean, growing up watching SNL and like Kids in the Hall, oh my gosh. That really influenced my comedy. But stand-up, nothing beats stand-up. Nothing beats like getting an immediate reaction from the audience. And then there's no like waking up early and uh, paying a guy to shoot you with yeah. a camera. And then editing and shit. God, it takes so long. Yeah. But that, that watches talk that it, it's, um, if it's, it's the, it's uh, the worst talk show ever. Yeah. <laughs> talk show ever. It's, it's supposed to be found footage of the worst, uh, morning talk show ever. And, uh, it, it, and I'm really proud of it and I worked really hard on it and um, it's shot it's really nicely. And, uh, that producer who kind of hates you guys, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, we it's a, yeah we're pretty happy about it. It's doing really well on Twitter and it's doing okay on Instagram. Um, 
but I, I, I had a bunch of my, my more famous friends who really like it, retweet it. So uh, that helped a lot. Yeah, you but should keep making them. We got 10 episodes. Yeah, but I don't know. I say keep it going. Yeah, we'll, we'll try when, uh, when we're allowed uh, out of the house again. Yeah, things are less COVID-y. Uh, I guess we could film it in a park with a bunch of masks. That'd be An funny. outdoor episode, yeah. Um, you also had a show that almost got picked up. I know you were posting about it on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, which was also great. And uh, I'm really bummed that never got, you know, up and running. Those, are, those episodes were uh, on uh, Fuse TV, which is... Uh, the best worst show, right? Yeah, it was, it was, it's like a, I don't know, it was like, it's like this cable TV channel out here that's owned by ABC. Okay. Uh, we had three episodes make it to air. And then... Um, and then uh, the guy who liked it got fired. And oh, then that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like you and other comics doing a round table, sort of discussing different topics about what's the worst, who's the worst racist cop, or it was, yeah. it was a great premise. I don't know. I think it should have gone further. Yeah, worst tattoo. Which yeah. celebrity, worst tattoo ever. There's a lot of them. <laughs> worst political campaign ever. Yeah, that was a good thing. All the topics you picked had a lot of material you could go from a lot of choices to pick from you know yeah we filmed those like three years ago and then like all this stuff happened and it was like oh these are perfect worst campaigns most racist cop it was like oh yeah it's all on point for sure it's systemic problems are still here thank god (laughs) um shit man um i wanted to before i forget i want to tell people to watch stupid jokes your special on crave um, I haven't seen it because we canceled our Crave account right when Disney Plus came out because there's too many fucking platforms you have to subscribe to every month now. I can't even. But uh, I will. They're just it's just cable all over again, except you have to pay ten different people. It's the same price. It's so it's so yeah. I I. Uh, but you can get a free one month subscription to Crave TV, um, and you can watch my specials. So if you don't have Crave TV. You can sign up, get free one one month. Remember, put it in your calendar to sign out after a month. Yeah. And then you get a free month and you can want, there's like, they got all, all like the HBO stuff on there. And uh, yeah, there's watch, some good shit on there for sure. Yeah, you watch Game of Thrones and, uh, and, and my stand-up, so. <clears throat> yeah, they actually had a lot of stand-up. I was really impressed when I did have that for a couple months. It's a pretty good platform. Let me tell you, like, I, I gotta say, like, Growing up in Canada, and we all know this, you know, when something looks Canadian, that, like yeah. that show, that show, I don't know, this the show looks Canadian. You like, like just Degrassi or something? Change it because it just, I don't know, we don't have the same lights or can or camera lenses. Or yeah, something. I know what you mean. What the hell? They did such a good job, Crave. Like it, I, it looks really good. It looks as good or better than a Comedy Central special, and also Crave. Uh, I got to give up them for supporting stand-up Canadian stand-up comics and the stand-up comics that they chose for the specials um, are all comics that I would have chosen myself. Like they did a great job. They chose really funny people that I, 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 I'm I'm fans of, you know? So that whole series, they came out, they did, they did last year. They, I think they put out six and they put out, they put another six this year that I was part of. But I vouch, I vouch for, for all of them, you know, except for one. 
Damn, now I'm going to have to go and resubscribe. I'll use a different credit card or something and, and do it all over again. Because I did the one month free thing, you know, back six months ago or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you're making me want to go watch all these specials now. Um, I'm going to hit you up with one last question. We've been asking everybody this season, which is if you could be endowed with a superhuman ability, besides flying, because it's obvious, um, what would it be and why? Um, X-ray vision, because I like titty. <laughs> I see those jugs. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> see, you said you weren't being funny. Come on, man. That's that's hysterical. It's probably the funniest answer we've had. Um, uh, yeah, thanks, man. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're still on the hunt. And uh, all the best with that. I hope you get a sweet new pad. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, we'll see. I'm on the way. To, I, uh, I, I put a deposit down for an apartment yesterday. And then I immediately had uh, renter's remorse. I was like, I don't want this place. So hopefully <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, another place. It's a big decision. It's where you're gonna fucking live, right? Especially in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, I got a big, big winter coming up here of nothing. So it's gotta be. I want to be nice. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be sweet. Yeah. Um, shit, right. man. Well, uh, I, anytime you're in Ottawa, if you want to stop by, I'd be more than happy to talk to you again. I know you were supposed to come originally. We had sort of set something up in June. You were supposed to be here, but then all this shit happened. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me. And yeah, anytime, please come by, man. Well, you're a nice young man. And thanks for having me on. Of course. I, it's an honor, man. Thank you. All right. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Have a good one, dude. Yeah.